0: Week number 17, the topic, prayer. And uh, I hope you've had a good week, and I hope this will help you uh, bring something new to your mind and heart relative to prayer. Uh, In Scripture, we we read all about prayer, and uh, our approach today uh, is uh, kind of interesting, in my estimation, when it comes to prayer. Uh, One thing I find really interesting, intriguing, really intrigues me, is... The formal approaches to the activity and and, you know, the kneeling by the bedside or uh, laying prostrate on the ground, face down, um, folding of hands, folding arms, bowing the head, closing the eyes. Uh, I, I think it's I suppose that all of those external things that we do when it comes to prayer has some merit. Um, Especially when it comes to praying communally or or in a group, and uh, so I'm not one to criticize people who fold their arms, bow their head, and close their eyes when the prayer is said. But um, maybe it helps us give our attention to God. I know the thinking behind kneeling is to humble yourself before Him when you pray, and uh, I get it. I think that people enjoy that. It's part of religion, and so. No criticism of it. Billions of people assume that the stances that we take or the positions that we physically take when we practice prayer. um, All I can say is at least you're taking the time to pray. You know, whether you're kneeling and, and doing all these other things, you know, you're humbling yourself before God and you are talking to Him. So, that is a great step. And nothing wrong with the great steps that we learn as kids about prayer. I remember I was a young kid at the backyard of some of my parents' friends. They were both alcoholics. They were One was a bookie. That means he took bets for people. Another one uh, and his wife was an alcoholic. And he taught me how to pray. And uh, it was a rote prayer. And uh, I, I said that rote prayer over and over again as a young kid, even though I was LDS. That was his way. Close your eyes, bow your head, close your hands, and say your prayers, right? So good enough. However, I today personally find physical practices, um, especially tied to private prayers, to kind of be a reflection of conformity to religious practices rather than on relationship. Um, Religions will tell us, do this when you pray, right? For a Christian, the belief is um, that God is in us by virtue of Christ and his spirit. And so God is not a distant being to a Christian, The idea is that Christians believe that Christ actually abides in our heart by the Spirit. And if that's the case, we aren't praying to somebody in a distant place looking down on us to see if we're kneeling or closing our eyes or folding our hands. We're communicating with somebody within us. And so we aren't trying to, you know, please them physically. We are trying to relate to them spiritually. So not that God doesn't deserve us to humble ourselves, you know, and on our knees and, and stuff. And, and, and it's reverent and it's humble and it shows awe and respect. Fine, if, you, if you're inclined to that. But in the face of his being in us, of Christ being in us, with us, and we're in relationship with God, prayer to me then takes on a much different um, view or it looks different. And I'm sure you have experienced a very similar thing in your life, but prayer becomes more conversational. And more of a constant thing since he is constantly with you, not in some far distant place. And so he is with us constantly, so the conversation is a constant thing. For me to stop and pause, bow my head, close my eyes, fold my arms, um, kneel on the ground, smacks more of religious practice than relationship. In other words, who on earth would believe that there's a need to kneel and close your eyes, unless you're trying to concentrate, when someone is in you? Uh, that, That doesn't really add up for me, really, in the math. That being is always here, and so therefore we are always in communication with it. Let's just remove God from the picture. Pretend that we're insane and we're demon-possessed. The demon is in us. Let's say it's an actual entity and it's living in us. We would converse with it. We would talk to it, right? We wouldn't bow down to it. We would just converse with it. Shut up. I'm sick of you talking to me. You know, like the schizophrenics do out on the street. So... When God is in us, all these other expressions that indicate formal prayer seem to be kind of ridiculous. Now, perhaps there's time, like there were times in Jesus' life, when we ought to go to a place and commune privately with God and meditatively and prayerfully, and maybe in that case it's good to kneel, I don't know, but in the day-to-day is what I'm talking about. This is our weekly message, minute-to-minute, in the life of a Christian— I lean more toward conversations in my mind, heart and even my mouth um, talking with him directly immediately and from a position of gratitude and and petitioning and seeking and reasoning and not an event that I start my day with or end my day with I learned that as uh, in another faith that at the end of the day, stop and pray. Get on your knees and pray. And while I get the whole thing behind it, and it's in and of itself probably a good thing, I, it sort of smacks of rote religion. I would suggest that it's more internal and it's constant. So if you happen to wake up at night and you can't sleep, you talk. Uh, you, you bring out to him what's on your mind. You, pray for, you petition for those you care about, people who are in trouble, people in need questions you have, concerns, thanks, worship. When you're driving in the car, when you're alone, you reflect and you you converse with the living God who is abiding in you by his spirit. So anytime, everywhere is the idea. All of it's prayer, most of it's continual, and rarely does it ever take the form of some physical expression to show people we're engaging in it. Additionally, prayer is the first go-to, I think, that we ought to have in our lives, not the last resort. I, see, I hear a lot, maybe you do too, people saying, well, all we can do is pray, right? You hear about somebody, something's happened, Jimmy's disappeared, and he's gone, and there's been a search party, and five months have gone by, and someone says, well, all we can do is pray, That guy gets the last resort and it really doesn't mean much. I suggest that we rework that mindset and that we instead first go to prayer. That all we will do is pray. Instead of all we can do, all we will do is pray. Because in that is the power, the true power to get things to occur. And it really brings God into the mix rather than going to him as a last resort. So in other words, perhaps we see prayer as a first resort now and a primary response when we have a situation or something that's bothering us, rather than the last resort. Then that's all we have left. Finally, I think since we're talking about prayer, I just want to quickly add why we pray. I think and why we um, why what prayer is not, what prayer is, and what prayer is not. And I think that we pray to communicate with our Creator the contents of our heart. And we do this to bring him into our existence and our condition of our souls because we're in relationship with him and we love him. When you have a parent, when you have a friend that you're close to, you, you share the contents of your heart. Well, that's the same thing with God. And I think we make a mistake if you're not being honest with him. You know, no matter how ugly it is, no matter how egregious your crimes may be, you be honest with God, you communicate with Him. He is the single most important relationship a person can have. So that's one reason we pray. We pray to thank Him so, and to worship Him. And we devote our conversations, to part, part of our conversations to that. And thank you for this life and for what we have, the food we have, the relationships, the, the experiences, the protection, whatever it is we express you know, and uh, that how he comforts and sustain, sustains us. And then we pray to petition him on our behalf and behalf of those we love. And we invite him into situations and issues that we're uncertain of or we're fearful of or worried about. And we don't do this so that we can have our will done. That's the, the, one of the big things about prayer But we ask that our will will be in accordance with His and if He's willing and able that He will step in and help a situation. Uh, I used to errantly believe that God does what He wants and that's it. I've changed my mind on that. And now I think that in the economy of free will and this world and people being able to do things that they want, Admits darkness and choice, God is in fact limited, I think, in his abilities to intervene. That's why people are allowed to do such heinous things. God is limited to intervene. And I think one of the mitigating factors that we have in our hands as Christians, as believers, is we can petition God to intervene. And by giving him the the authority, the right to step into our world and intervene, maybe that allows him to act in ways that he wouldn't otherwise have if permission wasn't granted. Now I know that seems it's like we're in control, but in a way it seems to work with scripture too. There are times when the prayers of the saints were petitioned by Paul to help overcome a certain situation. Perhaps dark powers have such control over a situation and all God can say is no one's invited me to step into this and help fix it. So perhaps the prayers we offer bring God into the picture and they allow him to step in between the cracks and shine light and heal or stop things if, if prayers are offered. So I think that that's another reason that we, we pray is that we invite God in and that he takes those permissions uh, from us and he's able to collectively act if it's in accordance with his will. Finally, and this is part of the last thing, I think we pray more than any other reason to help get our hearts and minds in the right place to receive what happens. So prayer is not like rubbing the bottle of a genie and he pops up and says, what do you want? And I want this, this, and this. That's, that's not it at all. It's in more, we communicate with our God through relationship. We praise him for things. We petition him for things. We teach our hearts to trust him with the outcome and that his will is made known and that we can accept it. So the prayer is, my child is sick, God. Please, if you're willing heal this child. I'm asking you to step in if you can and if you will. But if you don't, help my heart accept what happens. That is one of the main reasons I think Christians pray today. I hope you have a great week. We love you.